0: 26 episodes, 26. Our next podcast, the finale of season two, takes you behind the scenes to meet the people that help make Recovery Talks the podcast work. From our humble beginnings, the mistakes and the misfires to the times we got it right and hopefully connected with you, our listening audience. We talk about how we got started and why our early challenges in getting it to sound right, some memorable moments and feedback from the listeners, where we hope to go now. That's up next on Recovery Talks, the podcast. And don't forget to check us out at recoverytalks.org.
1: From the birthplace of modern recovery, Akron, Ohio, welcome to Rockin' Recovery. Recovery Talks, the podcast. Dedicated to sharing stories and amplifying the voices of those on the front lines in the recovery movement. Our commitment to you, to always deliver straight-up sober talk With the sincere promise of a safe, stigma, and judgment-free zone. Recovery Talks, right now.
0: So welcome everybody to this episode of Recovery Talks, the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Lee Shannon, and I'm sitting here today with three gentlemen that are so important to what goes on behind the scenes that we felt that we should bring them in front of the microphone. And let me just give you a little bit of an introduction to each of them. And um, this is, if nothing else, you guys, it should be a warning to you to update your LinkedIn file. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first up is Matt. Matt Sudmuck. Matt is a 30-year veteran of the broadcast industry. He's owner of Matt Anthony Multimedia. He creates content and he's an audio voice guy. You do such good voice. I'll tell you what, man. Uh Not he's also as good as you though. I know, man. But you know what? I, I I gotta tell you, if you listen to the opening of our show, uh, the part that says our commitment to you, that's Matt's voice right there. So Matt creates content and he's an audio voice guy, which is is just something that, you know, I've always admired his ability to do that. He's a photographer and he's also a filmmaker. He's also an outstanding husband and he's a podcaster with his own show called the Gratitude Journal and he's a regular on my walks in the morning with Martin the dog, Martin the dog who's under my feet at the moment. Our next up is Cornelius Gold, uh, CG Corny. He's a world world guy on the audio trail. He's he's our master sergeant of the audio world that keeps us in shape. He's an engineer with many legendary local stations. Uh, He's also worked with in Telos and CBS radio and uh, he also has his own podcast called the rocketry show.com uh, next up the Godfather of this clan is Tommy Bruno Tommy's the executive director and general manager of the summit 913 as he, I said before, he's the patriarch of this team. Uh, he is uh, the guy in charge of the Summit, which is an award-winning uh, radio station, public radio station in the Akron, Canton, and Youngstown area. But it's more than a radio station; it manages a number of different brands, uh, such as Rock and Recovery, Kajam, and he's uh, what I would call the host. Cat Corraler, he's, he's our boss uh, of everyone here. Um, he's a former producer in TV with Fox 8, um, a local legend, a good guy, and his awards are so lengthy that we can't even begin to mention them here. So, and me, I'm your host, I'm a recovering sober guy. I'm a musician, I'm a writer, I'm also a former corporate warrior and survivor. So guys, how did we get to this place where it's season two, Episode 26, how did that happen? Wow. (laughs) Uh, I can just remember going back to some of our first episodes, Matt and I were getting started. I guess the nucleus of all this started back when um, Tommy, I kept bugging Tommy about having, was it I bugging you Tommy or did you bug me about having a podcast? Who started this this business?
2: Well, Cornelius Gould is to blame. He came to me, in this game six years ago, probably, uh, Corny, has it been five or six years where he started the rocketry whole concept and from that time. And then, you know, uh, I just felt it was really important. I think you and I were just kicking it around and Matt was getting back involved with the radio station. And this is a good group. We all have different talents. And I think it was the rock and recovery advisory board that finally pushed this through and kind of, um, Figured out that you were going to be the host and, and we've had some real talent and
0: we launched it. I think one of the things that I wouldn't like to thank the most and if there is a silver lining in 2020 and the pandemic is that it all forced us to find new fields to plant. At the beginning of the year, I think as a musician, I had just retired from my job, uh, my last final W2 job, and I was going to be totally freelance and uh, had over hundred gigs booked and then, you know, everything fell out. And I think that's when we really decided that, you know, we could put this thing together. We had the right team together. And I remember Matt and I trying figure out how to sound good because we were we were trying to deal with a what is this guy trying to do i I didn't have any experience with this show all i had was stories to tell and the first few episodes i remember if you go back you know the audio wise it was it was pretty pretty rough there 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 were some rough moments you know some warbly Stuff and people that didn't know. I I think there was actually a couple of episodes where we kind of decided it's just not going to be able to be used. We just we just couldn't do it. But we made it through. You know, Cornelius came on board, CG came on board, and you know that pushed us ahead. We always just kind of kept going. uh, You know, past the early challenges and just kept going. I don't know if you guys want to jump in here, but I I will tell you one of the things that I would like to talk about is is some of the individual responsibilities for our listeners. Um, If we're talking about who does the sonic aesthetic sensibilities. It's We're we're, we're talking about the recording goes directly to Corny, who does the basic, you know, how do we assemble this? How do we clean it up? How do we make this thing work? And then from there, it goes over over to Matt, and Matt does a lot of the really significant assembly work that makes this work for a show. Uh, He'll take my rough podcast, (laughs) probably get up, walk around the desk, several expletives, and then at some point sit down and go, well, I better get this thing done. Matt, tell our listening audience what it's like for you when you start into this process, after you get the audio from me and then it's gone through corny and heads over to you, <laughs> and it's in your hands. What are the things that you do? What What's the magic dust you put on this? We have to approach this um,
1: from an audio perspective, A, because we're talking about a podcast, and B, we're talking about a piece of um, audio presentation that really just needs to sound good. And as anybody who either has listened to podcasts or listened to radio even, or have been involved in both, know that there's nothing more irritating than to listen to something that just simply doesn't sound good. And what we discovered early on, as I'm sure Corny will attest to being a longtime podcaster, is that there are just a lot of crappy sounding podcasts out there. And the Mm -hmm. the goal at the top was to say, we want to sound good as a podcast. So it really starts with him because what we're using, I think, is state of the art instruments available to podcasters. But the people on the other end are maybe not using state-of-the-art instruments. And so the challenge is to make your sort of pristine audio from an oral perspective sound top-notch. And for the guest to sound as relatively as close to that as possible so that for the person listening to this right now who has just downloaded it, that hopefully that sound is going to sound pristine and it's going to sound as good as it can sound. I see my role really as more, a little bit more on the creative side than the technical side. And one of the advantages to being a part of this podcast, and you mentioned last being a W two employee, is you know working for radio stations. You have the luxury, as I'm sure Tommy would attest to, of having an engineer in the building, someone who you can turn to, you know, from a quality standpoint. When you're out on your own, like I am, I mean, I have a, a tiny bit of knowledge. But for the most part, I find it a huge advantage to be able to have someone of Corny's magnitude simply not only just to rely on, but to be able to contribute to the overall essence of this podcast. So, you know, from a creative standpoint, I see the role as making sure that what he's done to your audio and your guest's audio, that it gets now sort of transferred over to the next level, which is... Hopefully to make it an enjoyable, creative experience, knowing though that this creativity, for want of a better word, can't overshadow the real meaning behind this podcast, and that is to help people in recovery. So we want it to sound great. We want it to be creative. But in the end, we want people to actually benefit from the podcast. So that's a really long winded answer to your question.
0: You know, when we started, we, I think we came up with, and maybe it was Tommy's writing that did this, where we, we, we came up with the idea that our commitment to you would be to always deliver straight up sober talk with the sincere promise of a safe stigma and judgment-free zone. And when we got into this whole podcast, I mean, to me, this is the world that I live in, in a 12-step program, being around people in recovery all the time. But what was it like for you guys to start listening to this podcast
2: and to go, what what is this what is this i think the key for me was to find a host that was authentic and it can sound as good uh as as audio will allow and as corny's ears will hear but if the host isn't authentic and drawing out from experiences then we weren't going to be successful On any level. And Mark, you know, compliment to you to put yourself out there in front of guests. And I think it makes guests feel more comfortable to share their story with somebody who can walk the walk. I really think that's been a key part of this whole thing. Uh, I didn't want to proceed unless we found the right host. And I think, Mark, you're that person. Well, I think one of the things we all agreed on was we would
0: try to get as much bandwidth as possible at the beginning. We wanted to talk about addiction of any kind. We wanted to talk about mental health issues. We wanted to talk about physical disabilities. We wanted to talk about trauma. We wanted to talk about abuse. We wanted to talk about, you know, all those things. But more than anything, I think what we were looking for and what our hope and our listeners are hearing is that we're hearing success stories, right? We really want to hold up the light of like, hey, here's how it can happen for you. Here's how it can work for you. So Corney, I'd like to see what your thoughts are on, you know, when you started listening into some of these episodes, I mean, obviously from a technical standpoint, you were looking at it's like, I've got to get this all to match up and make it sound. But what were your impressions with some of the early episodes that you started hearing? I mean, when we talk about content now, this is where I, really where I want to go is you find your impressions of what, what was it for you when you
3: started hearing this stuff? I first got into this. I had no real conception of what it would be like. I I came in pretty much at the tail end of season one, I believe, if if not the beginning of season two. And so, listening to it for me, while I haven't been suffering from any of the issues that you know the target audience may be dealing with or, or recovering from, but I come in at this at a rough time where, for a lot of us, 2020 was just really rough, and for me as well, time was. It was not fun. And, you know, you get a lot of dangerous thoughts and all that while you're trying to deal with how to get out of the hole that 2020 gave us. And for me, it was really interesting to hear people who have had it much worse for much longer than me and hear the stories of how they dealt with how did they get out of that. And just hearing those stories really helped me out. And it's almost like, I don't know, like kind of like self-help therapy or whatever or, or something where. It was encouraging to hear how people in a much deeper hole got themselves out and free of that. And it just kind of helped me stay kind of balanced on my own, you know, while listening to these, I'll set up the audio and I would adjust things, but I found myself just listening to the entire session just because I, I was sucked in and it, it, and it really helped with, with the mental mindset of 2020 for me in a way.
0: I want to go first. I want to talk about memorable episodes where you really felt like maybe we're going to get this. We're going to get this. And that had to be for me, Chrissy Strong. And when, when we got Chrissy to do her episode, I think it was probably third or fourth and some really early. And the way she just let it go, really let it go and started talking. And and I thought, you know what, maybe we might be able to get this. We might be able to get this. And the way she shared her story and with the Depths of how she described that day, when she made the call and made the move and made the decision. If you haven't heard that episode, I definitely want to go back and ask our listeners to go back and listen to some of our early episodes about that. But Chrissy Strong made a, a definite change for me, and you know some of the episodes that I was encouraged to do by myself, especially from you, Matt. You you constantly told me, "Dude, just." Let it go. You know, just forget there's a microphone there and just tell the story. And that made a huge difference to me as far as being able to suspend my own disbelief and to be a lot less aware of what I was doing. As a performer, it's really difficult to not be aware of being on but I, I think at your encouragement, especially with some of the ones, the one that I can remember the most really was a game changer for me was the Angel L episode. And that that set it forward to me to go for it. Okay, here's where we're going. We can get this done. And it took a while to get there. You know, I'm just curious if anybody's got any comments about any moments that they remember from uh, the podcast that really were the stick-out highlight moments for them. Angel L certainly was a
1: highlight moment for me because I think as people who are involved in podcasts for those of like myself who come from a radio background i have to remind myself not to assume that this platform is as easy for me as it might be for somebody else who doesn't come from that particular perspective so You know, there are a lot of people, Mark, in your position out there doing podcasts. They have that cylinder in front of their face. And once it gets in front of them and the red light goes on, it's a lot tougher than you may have envisioned that it was going to be. And I think to your credit, I think that you uh, have made a lot of strides as a host. From a technical perspective, I think that these episodes where you're sharing more even without planning, the parts of your journey, I think are not only are cathartic for you, but I think they can be cathartic in the future for people who download this podcast. And I think that you know can only get better. As far as an episode for me that stood out, I thought Cheryl McMillan's episode was particularly striking. A, because I only knew Cheryl microscopically, And I knew her from hosting a meeting. But that episode where she showed her journey and she showed her particular, just where she was able to dive into areas that I knew by the sound and the tone of her voice that were very revealing and very personal. And it was one of the first episodes, I think, that we dealt with where we weren't talking specifically about drug and alcohol abuse. And it made me realize that this word recovery is intimately large and eventually amazing fodder for future stories because everybody seems to be struggling with something.
0: We definitely get to pull back the curtain on some of these guests. And that's what surprises me when it's going down is is how comfortable people can be with just saying, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it and let it go. You know, Tommy, you know, on your side, you're running a station. You've got a lot of plates to spin. You've got a lot of people knocking and banging on your door. There's a lot of opinions, a lot of pieces of paper thrown into the hat of opinions. And I was just curious from your side, you know, what what is some of the feedback you're getting from the people that are going like, "What what what are you doing a podcast for
2: your radio station? What? What are you doing?" Coming from our former program director and who kind of put us all together, really, in some way, shape or form, Bill Gruber would say, don't drive them the competition. If there is something else on TV, you know, that we want them listening to the radio station and, oh, come on, you know, podcasts are now, I think they're going to be a permanent part of our our world. And the neat thing about this, from my perspective, is that in the terrestrial radio world, uh, gauging audience is still done in this very archaic way of measuring who is listening. And, you know, all the Google analytics from the website listening are fine, but really who's listening to the radio is still done via Nielsen and it's measured and it's it's almost anecdotal, to be honest. And we never sell this radio station on those numbers. But what's interesting with podcasting is you're getting really accurate to the minute numbers of how many people are interested. Now, our goals from the beginning haven't been, you know, it's to attract listeners, certainly, but when you have people reaching out, we had a, a guy from a, who's in prison in Youngstown. I mean, cell number 657 or inmate number, you know, he's got the whole number and he wrote us this very authentic letter and mentioned the podcast. This is an important part of his day is listening to the radio station, the podcast. I like that it's something else that this community public radio station offers. A couple comments here. Judy says the Recovery Talks podcast is a really important resource, not just for me, but for our entire community. Uh, a guy named Frank says, I love the mission of Recovery Talks. Thank you for doing this. I got, here's a psychiatrist in Western PA that said, I love the programming. These type of services are needed. Another comment, you don't have to be in recovery or know someone who, to enjoy this. The content is compelling and the stories are inspirational. Um, Especially now, as we're coming through COVID, Mark comes off as a really smart guy with rewarding insight and knowledge, just not about music and recovery, but life in general. He's got a down to earth personality and makes it likable to listen to. Um, We've gotten a lot of congratulations on doing this. I also like that it complements your column. I I I love that you're writing about this, Mark. You're talking about it. You're helping people behind the scenes, things we don't you know, know about your phone going off at all hours of the night. I mean, to me, and I think, Corny and and Matt, you'd agree that this is kind of a self-actualization period in your life where playing for thousands of people, you know, playing guitar, was, was certainly that for many years and selling at a corporate level. But I think this is your most important work, one person at a time. And I'm just proud, and I, I think you guys would agree to be a part of it.
0: I just want yes. to thank you for reminding me that I've got a thousand words due on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, <laughs> and not a clue, not a, not a clue what I'm going to write about. I'm like, you gotta start thinking about a topic, you know, at least, or as Anne Lamott would say, put your butt in the chair and start with the crappy first draft. At least, at least the first crappy first draft. Where do we go from here? Where are we going? I mean, when I look ahead, I I wrote down some things because I was trying to have some big thoughts, you know, to be impressive. Because I like to talk and use big language, big words and stuff. So the word bandwidth kept coming up to me in my, my thinking. How do we go wider in this? And how do we reach... I mean, Bandwidth really summed it up for me. I want to reach more people. Obviously, we all want to reach more people to have more impact because my intention with this is to try to help people. As always, it's always been just, you know, be a lantern holder. You know, show off the lighthouses in the community that are, that are making it because we all hear those stories about people that aren't making it, right? So isn't this a great place where you can go and go, hey, you know what? There are some people that might be doing okay after having some life crashes, Guess what? People can get those fenders fixed in their life, and they go on. They really do. But where do we go with the the bandwidth of of this programming? And I think that for me, one of the things that will be the most important is more listener engagement. How do we find the people who will tell us, you know, that's that's really where we need to go or you know what maybe you just really didn't get it there you know that really i don't really want to hear so much about that so much as you were better when you did this so that's to me bandwidth keeps coming up expanding i'd like to get more people communicating with us saying hey have you thought about this have you thought about that you know, what about this type of thing? Or engaging with this organization? That to me. So when you know I'm looking at this Hollywood Squares here, what are some of the hopes and dreams of you guys as far as we're going through for season three? Because this is it, guys. Season two, episode 26, this is it. We just completed it. Now season three, we're gonna take a little pause, you know, get our stuff together, try to figure out where we're going from here, start lining up guests and moving forward. How do we move forward?
3: How do we do it? What's, in, what's next? fact that we're easier to find now. So the big thing everybody needs to remember about this podcast is recoverytalks.org. And so if you like Recovery Talks, now you know where to find it at recoverytalks.org. Tell your friends about it. Tell anybody you know that's dealing with anything. recoverytalks.org is the place to go and to to give feedback. So that's a good start right there. Just just making it really easy for us to find.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
3: And that is true.
0: We're going to say that a few more times. recoverytalks.org. Matt, what about you, buddy? I do think that
1: expanding the reach through all of the social media channels are going to be is going to be crucial uh, for expanding you know, this podcast. I remember during a meeting, of course, this is based in Akron, Ohio, and during a meeting of the Summit's radio stations, uh, Rock and Recovery Advisory Committee, I recall early on someone in that meeting talking about the typical person who might be helped by the radio station, by the terrestrial Mm -hmm. show. This is before the podcast even came into existence. And much was spoken about the need to be anonymous from some people in recovery. And myself, new to recovery from, from a drug and alcohol abuse perspective, I was sort of captivated by the essence of this person wanting their anonymity. And I think it's important that, A, having a host like yourself who is capable of approaching this from a variety of angles, and B, having not only just this website, but other social media platforms to allow some of these people who continue to want to remain anonymous to be able to break through that a little bit, knowing that they have all of the platforms available to them to be able to reach out to the show. So if you've downloaded this episode and you're listening, whether you're in the US or Australia, or wherever you are, know that you have a voice here. Like we want you to reach out to us. We can try everything that we can do to try to make it easy for you to reach out to the show if you wanna be a participant, if you wanna participate. But I think it's important that in addition to having these name artists and musicians, and important writers and physicians and counselors in the field, those are make for great guests. But I think there's a lot of other great guests out there for this show. I think there's there's just average, regular people who need the help of this podcast and maybe, maybe will want to be a
0: part of the podcast. Tommy, some final words from our guru.
2: One thing that all of us can be guaranteed of is to experience some sort of mental health disruption, grief, traumatic episode, whatever you want to call it. I've gotten closer to all of you. Uh, I know that each one of us, and, and you know my story as well, I mean, we're all Flawed beings. And I I think what this has taught me was that, uh, you know, there's an impermanence to life and the four of us have an opportunity to help people. And I think we've come together. We continue to be motivated by the spirit of helping one another and helping people out there. But uh, I think it just goes beyond recovery. It's, it's people with a weight issue or perhaps they're going through a divorce. It's people that are just kind of picking up the pieces and it's a privilege to do this, not a right. And I, I just, I feel very fortunate to be in this position and I'm, I'm excited for season three, very, very, very much.
0: Well, thank you guys. I, I, I just want to say that I'm not here doing what I'm doing without you guys. It doesn't happen. And I, I do want to bring in one thing that you've got. have said an awful lot of really kind things about me, but for me, this this podcast is dedicated to the invisible people who pick up their phone every day to answer that call from somebody that was like me that needed help, and uh, I'm not here without that. So. Just to say for all of us here at this podcast, don't forget to download us. Look for us on recoverytalks.org. And, you know, a sincere thank you for hanging with us and for all of these 26 episodes of Recovery Talks. Please stay tuned for more episodes with more guests as they share their journey from the darkness to the light. And until then, stay standing and steady on.